0: everyone, and welcome to East Coast Office Hours. I'm Merit K. I'm with me, as always, on this one is Danielle Riando. Hello. Hello. We are coming at you from the past. Uh, <laughs> normally, we record the show on Friday afternoon, but because of the holiday this week, we are recording it on Monday. So, uh, it's going to be a little different. The vibe will be a little... Vi- vibe's a little different you know Yeah. normally yeah. we're coming at you with like a friday afternoon energy this is kind of a monday afternoon energy so it's sort of a different uh different atmosphere for a change it's a different but color you know the vibe is just color. a different color yeah you know yeah do you yeah. think of
1: shit like that do you think of like do a I day of the week as a different color in your brain
0: you know i'm not sure i ever have really associated days of the week with colors but mm. i could see how mm. you you could. What what yeah. colors do you associate days of the week with?
1: I suppose it's less of a color and more of a light kind of thing, like how bright okay. the light is. Uh-huh. Uh, this is like a bluish. Mondays are well. I know it's the song. It's the song. Uh-huh. it's the song. It's just like the song. I'm sorry, but it uh-huh. does have that thing. Kind of I've a got blue Monday.
0: Uh-huh. I got a
1: little blue on the Monday, and like as the week goes on, it gets more orange, and then like you know, like orangey light. Again, it's not like I actually think it is associated with this, but it like in my head, that's just kind of sure. how it goes, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, this is going to be a quick one, I think, because we've got to get a whole week's worth of content out in three days. Cause you know, we've got, we've got uh, a, a, a very American holiday coming up uh, real yeah, soon. I don't
0: know what that is because I'm not, Yeah, uh, I'm not American. So I don't know what this holiday is all about, Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I think it's great. That it's you about all running. It's uh, about running.
1: It's about doing turkey trots. Yes.
0: Oh, now I, that's what it's about. We, we did do that in high school. Oh yeah, that's uh, cool. Because we have our own version of the holiday, but it's sure, in October sure. when you harvest your, uh, Crops. Your, your turkeys, <laughs> your, crops. your turkeys. When you pull the turkeys <laughs> out of the ground, yeah, yeah. More, more of like I think it's more of like just sort of a harvest festival sort of thing. Obviously, it. Canada has its own yeah. very bad and ongoing history uh, with with uh, its indigenous peoples, but um, Thanksgiving there, I think the v- like I don't know. I, I it seems like more in this tradition of just like oh, this is when we harvest all of our stuff and yeah have this this festival um this feast yeah but it's in october it's long gone at this point yeah yeah uh, i mean that
1: that kind of sounds good i guess well we're are we the only vegetarians at the site we might be we actually. might be i think we are <laughs> to be so
0: honest. yeah i mean <laughs> i haven't really i don't really do holidays like with my family because they live in canada and i i rarely go back to yeah. to do that yeah um I, I have had my mom come down here before, but like my, you know, my dad remarried. And so he does stuff with like his, his family. Um, and, uh, so it's not like it's come up much, but like when we do have, when I I did go to those things, um, because I became a vegetarian about 10 years ago. And so it would be like, okay, okay, so I guess we're going to just eat like, pasta or like other salad stuff. okay yeah. <laughs> like okay <laughs> yeah fair i'll just eat a lot of potatoes
1: i mean that is also great yeah i mean uh, my family makes turkey and also makes a lot of nice stuff for me and we're italian so we do italian food at thanksgiving mm. as well as like the traditional stuff uh which is nice like my mom will make a very nice lasagna with her nice sauce mm. and uh other kinds of like nice pasta thing salad and then I'll eat things like mashed potatoes and peas and, you know, cranberry and stuff like that, which is, it's nice. It's nice. I don't know. I like the food. Uh, Yeah. But that's also because my mom makes special food for me because I'm very special as the only vegetarian in the family. (laughs) Uh, One of those people. But not to talk about food too much. I kind of wanted to ask, uh, you know, again, for a quick one. We're not going to go into the work that we did this week because it hasn't been done yet. Uh, So... I thought maybe we could talk about books because we don't talk about books very often on our podcast. And uh, we're both readers. We're both people who like books, I think. That's my sense. I could be wrong, but that's my sense about both of us.
0: I will say there have been periods in my life when I have read more and fewer books, and I think I'm in one of the fewer books periods right now. Um, But why don't you, you start off? What have you been reading?
1: Well, I always, <laughs> the fun the fun part of this is that I'm often reading a book my therapist has given me to work on something in therapy. So I'm, wor- I'm working mm-hmm. on one of those right now. Uh, but for fun, for pleasure reading, I am reading a Stephen King special. Uh, I am reading Dr. Sleep, actually, which is the sequel oh. to The Shining. And, you know, I quite like it. Now, I know a lot of times I will bring up that, like, I'm reading a Stephen King book to certain groups of my friends and they just kind of look at me like, oh, how cute you know um and that's fine and that's fair uh Stephen King books are definitely you know fun pulpy horror fiction that is enjoyable to read i i believe that like movies like tv shows like whatever else uh people are allowed to read whatever the fuck they want and get pleasure from it and it's totally fine and good uh and so i really enjoy it uh i'm not i'm certainly not reading it for like any kind of next level prose or anything uh but it is actually a very interesting book about uh codependency to be honest it is uh the little boy from the shining has grown up and he of course has always had the gift you know well it's it's a gift and a curse where he sees things from other you know from the dead and and all sorts of stuff and he actually grew up and became uh, a a really intense alcoholic kind of like his father and it goes through kind of his recovery and how he's gone through recovery and how he's codependent how his mother is codependent and how he uh later on also is like uh sort of mentoring another young person who has like an extreme like an extreme shining so it's kind of like honestly kind of family melodrama plus obviously good horror stuff and supernatural shit going on but i'm really enjoying it i'm really kind of having fun with it i heard the movie was quite good it was like a really good movie adaptation from maybe a year ago two years ago it has and mcgregor uh, apparently folks really liked it it was like just a really good horror adaptation so i was doing the thing that i i tend to like to do which is read the book then watch the movie mm-hmm. and then kind of compare and contrast and see what i enjoyed about both of them so yeah i'm, I'm nice. having fun with it yeah how about you are you reading anything right now
0: Oh, God. Yeah. i um, reading a couple things. So I was reading The Wicked and the Divine, which is... Uh, oh, hell yeah. Kieran Gillen and uh, Jamie McKelvey's yeah. uh, comic series. Awesome. That ended a year or two ago. I, I got stalled on that for some reason. So I have the fourth volume sitting on my <laughs> next to my uh, my chair. And I'm trying to pick that up again soon. But the two main books I've been reading lately are... Uh, an Ian Banks book. So uh, I read The Player of Games a few months ago, which is, I think people say it's like the best one to like get into that series. So Ian Banks was the sci-fi writer, the Scottish sci-fi writer who wrote about this like far future society called The Culture. Then The Culture is basically just like a hyper-advanced space communism where like there's no private property um, there's no like money or anything. Uh, the only real currency is like reputation and the society is run by these super advanced AI. And so some people are like, Oh, uh, the humans in the society aren't actually like citizens that are like pets of the AIs. But like, I don't, it's not as far as I can tell supposed to be like this dystopian thing. It's like, actually, it's like, Oh no, this is good. It's like, this is <laughs> the way that they figured out to manage this huge, spacefaring society like they don't have home planets because they don't like everyone basically lives on like huge ships or just sort of like on like space stations and things because they're like why would you want to like own a planet that's crazy like that doesn't make any sense (laughs) yeah Um, and all of their huge uh spaceships are are sentient so like there's no armies or anything because each of like the warships basically has like a personality and like uh can't just like be co-opted into like you know uh mounting an attack on something but the player of games is was really good and i'm reading the first book in the series now which is called consider flabus which introduces you to the culture through this mercenary who is working against them in a war between them and these like religious like warfaring aliens and basically he just he he hates everything the culture represents. And it's sort of like you get this view of it from his side as being like, oh, they're just like they worship machines and like they're a dead end for evolution and they're like degenerates and blah blah blah. <laughs> and he like slowly is realizing that like that might not be entirely true. Um and it's a it's really fun. Like it's not like hard sci-fi, it's sure, basically sure. he's just yeah. like uh what if there were just like super advanced AI or what if there was just anti-gravity stuff or whatever? But the social stuff is is really cool. Yeah. Um and it's just like it's like fun writing and um I've been having a good time with it and I'm I'm finally trying to finish this one and then there's like a lot of these books. Um there's like 20 something I think, maybe oh, more. Oh wow. But uh and they're all just like about different people in like the culture like I don't think any of them are direct sequels. There might be mm-hmm. a couple, but mostly it's just, like, um, you know, some some other, like, thing happening in this society. And, like, it might be, like, separated by, like, hundreds or thousands of years or whatever. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is a book called High Weirdness. Ooh. Which is a nonfiction book about... Basically about the, like, psychedelic spirituality of the 1970s. Ooh. And so it looks at uh, Philip K. Dick, Terrence McKenna, and Robert Anton Wilson. Nice. And, like, basically, like, compares, like, their different kinds of, like, spiritual... Um beliefs or like writings and what they said kind of about the 70s and what i really like about this book is it doesn't do the thing that a lot of social science writing does which is Mm -hmm. just like oh yeah i know of course you know uh this is just like a social construction or whatever Uh, it's just like oh it's it's just you know it was uh people a few people in the same space all sort of encouraging each other to believe the same thing or whatever like he like takes it seriously yeah without taking it literally so he's like well no there is a lot of just genuinely weird shit that happens in people's (laughs) lives and like finding ways to just be like oh that's just this doesn't actually help us understand it um so like it is an academic book but it's one that feels like, a little more willing to play along yeah. than a lot of academic writing does. And, um, yeah, it's really fascinating. Eric Davis has been writing about this kind of stuff for a very long time. Um, and Philip K. Dick is a really fascinating figure to me, which is the main reason that I picked the book up. But reading about Terence McKenna and Robert Anton Wilson has been pretty fascinating, too. Oh, that's
1: awesome. That is... Really, really, really fucking cool. Um, It it makes me think of something I read, and I think I've mentioned it a couple of times, uh, possibly on this podcast, but I'm not sure where, but I know I've mentioned it in life. Um, It's not the exact same thing, uh, but it does talk about counterculture and science, and uh, it's called How the Hippies Save Physics, Science, Counterculture, Mm. and the Quantum Revival, uh, which came out, God, I don't even know when, uh, a few years ago, but it's... It's a text about how being in tune with a lot of counterculture uh, helped a bunch of, like, you know, classically trained physicists, like, mm-hmm. in the early 70s. Uh, they kind of banded together, and they called themselves the Fundamental Physics Group with an F, like, Fundamental F-Y-S-I-C. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's really kind of fun, but, like, they they had these PhDs in physics, and they the fact that they were interested in a lot of counterculture stuff and interested in funky stuff and interested in cool and weird stuff helped them found quantum computing, like the actual huh. discipline of quantum computing. Again, not the same thing by any means. Uh, it's not about spirituality, but it's about how their spiritual beliefs helped them found like a new branch of physics, basically. Um, right. It's just I mean, it was the 70s. How, yeah, know yeah. that was the yeah. 70s
0: too. And it was like, it seems like there's like similar... Topics that they're dealing with, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just sort of like it's cool to see how different, incredibly intelligent people took a lot of counterculture stuff happening. You know, I know that's a not a very uh, useful phrase, but like the things that were happening, things that were happening in the movement, things that were people being interested in seeing things differently, at least uh, at its base, um, and how they create interesting work and how it informs their work, and yeah, it's really cool. It's it's a really good book that I keep thinking about. Like I read it a couple of years ago at this point, but I constantly kind of go back to thinking about it and being like, that's fucking rad. How how people with like a lot of training in a very sort of traditional, obviously, scientific discipline used this sort of funkiness to create an out of the box uh, sort of approach to something very, very traditional and rigorous. So fucking mm-hmm. cool. My partner is also currently reading to Android's Dream of Electric Sheep.
0: Ooh, um, I love that book.
1: Yeah, it's so fun. It's reminding me of when I read it maybe a year or two ago. And like they keep asking me like random questions. They're just like, are they an Android? Or like just, like <laughs> randomly asking me about like what's going on with the VR box? And I'll just be like, no, just keep reading. Just keep reading. It's interesting. It's interesting. Um, and they keep asking, like, how the fuck do they get Blade Runner from this? Which is funny to me, uh, because There's very little similarity, even though that's always uh, touted as the book that is very much, you know, the formative. They just kind of keep the names, to be honest. Not much Mm -hmm. else is.
0: Yeah, it's (laughs) pretty different. I remember I read that book a couple years ago and was like, oh, wow, there's a lot of stuff that like makes way more sense now (laughs) that like doesn't come up at all in the movie. Um, Like the whole like having android animals and stuff. Right. It's uh, like
1: a huge part of the religion in the book, and like the social construction. Like, but in the movie, it's just like set dressing a little bit.
0: Yeah. So
1: yeah, kind of cool. Um. So yeah, I, I'm fine with keeping this one pretty, pretty tight today. We can say that this is our book recommendation podcast today. Uh, go read some cool books. Yeah. Uh, if you have a little break, uh, it's a good time to read. I like to do that. Whenever I have like a little break, I like to take it as something of a reading break and spend a little more time curled up with a book. I like to curl up with books. I like to actually physically uh hold books in my hands and curl up and get comfy and drink a little coffee or a little tea, and just have like a whole vibe with it. Yeah, yeah, personally. But uh yeah. Unless there was something else you wanted to discuss before closing office hours for business.
0: Uh no, no, I think that's that's it. Um, I've got some games to talk about, but I think I'm going to save those for Fan width tomorrow. Yeah,
1: yeah, same. I'm um, trying to play a lot of Goatee games lately, or like possible Goatee contenders, and that's, yeah. that's going to be a whole podcast uh, that people can listen yeah. to uh, two days ago at this point, right? Something like that? Three days yeah. ago? Yeah, time travel. It's fine. Just do a little time travel. Well, friends, I hope you have a safe, uh, holiday, if you celebrate it, uh, please be safe. That's all I ask. Wear your damn masks. <laughs> uh, and on that note, I think we're about ready to close office hours for business. Please do, if you get a moment, uh, rate and review our podcast. Uh, that helps us so very much. If you can tell a friend, rate and review. Uh, it really does uh, make a huge difference for us. You can listen to all of our good shows at fanbite.com/podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at fanbite media, TikTok on fanbite. Instagram at Fanbyte and of course on fanbyte.com and you can watch all of our good streams at twitch.tv slash fanbyte. Thank you so very much to Jordan Mallory for producing, for being here with us, for listening to our book recommendations and just generally being a great producer. I'm thankful to you, Jordan, for
0: being such a good producer.
1: Wahoo! Uh, Merit, where can people find you online?
0: Uh, I am on Twitter at K, And by the time this is out, there should be a new episode of The K-Hole out. Ooh. So uh, go listen to that. And you can follow The K-Hole at K-Hole World on Twitter.
1: Ooh, that's excellent. I can't wait to hear it. I am really enjoying that podcast. I'm having a lot of fun hearing it in my ears. Uh, if anybody wants to follow me online, I'm at Danielle RI. And with that, thank you very much, everyone. Office hours are now closed for business.
0: Bye. Bye.